Hello and welcome to episode 9 of LFP, the Lee Forest podcast. In today's episode, we're going to be chatting with Mr. Tim Bassett, who is the Chair of Governors and responsible for driving improvement at Lee Forest. Hi Tim, thanks for joining us today. So what have you made of the podcast so far? Hi, I've been listening to the other podcasts at Lee Forest over the uh, lockdown period and I've been really, really impressed with the, um, the interviews, the questions. And so when Mr. White asked me to join, I was so excited and jumped at the opportunity. At the moment, I'm excited, but I've not seen any other questions yet. Let me introduce myself as us. I'm Tim Bassett. I'm the Chair of Governors at Lee Forest and also six other AET academies. I started as a science teacher back in 1990 and eventually ended up as a head teacher in a large secondary school, which is quite local. I love teaching. I've always loved teaching. It's the only job I've had, but I wanted to find more time for me. And so I took the opportunity to work with some local schools part time now. And also I do some work with Ofsted. So it's a great opportunity to keep my hand in, but also have some time for me and my new dog. What do you enjoy most about your role as Chair of Governors? I work with a team of governors at Lee Forest, and our job is to provide support and challenge to Mr Clark and his team. Mr Clark and your teachers run the school on a day-to-day basis, but governors are there to help check and keep things going in the right direction. It's great working with such a strong team at Lee Forest, and governors use their knowledge and experience to help make things even better. We come into school every term and observe lessons We talk to children and parents and then we write a report at the end of the visit on what went well and what could be better. We then work with Mr Clark to help develop plans and then we look at how things have changed at our next visit. All of this is to help improve the school even further. What I enjoy the most though, I think it's got to be talking to children and primary school teachers. I've not had much experience of that in the past. But I love seeing the work, what's happening in school, getting into the lessons. The corridors at Lee Forest are phenomenal. And that's what I think I enjoy the most, is going into so many different schools, working with so many different people and helping people get better. What did you have to do to become a Chair of Governors? You don't need any formal qualifications to become a Chair of Governor or for the role. But I suppose you do need a lot of experience of education and also chairing meetings. You talk to a lot of people as chair of governors or as governor, and you have to be able to pull lots of information together from different sources. You need to be organized. You need to keep on top of several schools. So you're getting a lot of information from each of the schools. And you also need to be able to produce clear plans that schools and parents and children and everybody can understand. Otherwise, they won't be able to make progress. It also helps, I think, that I've worked for Ofsted and have an even better understanding of what good learning looks like in schools. I really have taken any opportunity to get into classrooms, to get into schools and see what's happening. I suppose I really do miss being ahead now. And so this gives me the chance to get in and see a lot of lessons and really understand what good learning what good progress looks like. So I suppose that has helped me become a good Chair of Governors. What do Governors look for when they inspect schools? Wow, 
That's a really hard question to try and summarise. Ofsted have got a huge evaluation schedule. It's a document that's about 100 pages long that inspectors use when they're visiting schools. It's a useful document though because it ensures that all inspections are the same and it also able, enables the inspectors to know exactly what they're going to look for. But I suppose the key focus for all inspectors and governors is are children safe and are they happy? Are they making progress? You may have had a visit from governors or inspectors into a lesson and you'll know that the first thing they do when they enter the room is to look at your books and talk to you about your work. What have you been learning? Governors are using this to find out how teachers plan your learning. They'll ask you, do you know what you're doing? But more importantly, why are you doing it? How does this work link to last lesson? How does it link to last year? Does it make sense? Governors and inspectors also look at behaviour all the time. They're looking at behaviour in lessons, around the school, break times, lunch times in the dining room. They also talk to teachers about what's attendance like. We always try and find out, though, if children are feeling safe. So you'll always be asking, are you safe? Do you know who to talk to if you've got a problem? Do you know? I'm sure you do. If you don't, find out. Apart from the traditional subjects, inspectors also are interested in how school helps you develop as people. What clubs are available? How do they help you develop you? There's an awful lot of information to collect on inspection, but it's made easier when you talk to teachers and you talk to children who care about their school. Really, really positive that at Lee Forest is a real strength at Lee Forest, which makes our job as governors really easy. What do you think are the key components of a high-performing school? These questions are getting harder. I could ask you to describe Lee Forest, really, in response to that question, because I think everybody here is high performers, are high performers. When you think about Lee Forest, what is it that makes Lee Forest Lee Forest? I think, though, an outstanding school is where everyone feels, and I mean everyone feels, safe and happy. When you go into lessons, you can see children, all children, are making strong progress. This means that they know more, can do more, and remember more over time. You can see this in their books, and they talk to you about their learning. If this is happening regularly, then your SAT results, your test scores, are really improving and are strong. Again, look at the results of Lee Forest. Teachers know their stuff, they know what they're teaching, they know the order to teach it in, they've thought about what they're doing, and their children, they know what their children need to do. That's not just in English, math, science, history, but also as people. Teachers make learning enjoyable, and they help prepare you, children, for life. What do you think have been the greatest achievements at Lee Forest today? Oh, this is an easy one. The greatest achievement at Lee Forest today is without doubt the work of the teachers and the leadership team to develop your curriculum. In the past couple of years, the curriculum has massively developed in terms of making sure that that learning builds year on year on year 
also making it exciting, making it vibrant, making bringing it alive really, so children enjoy what they're doing, so teachers enjoy what they're teaching. Primary school teachers, I think, have got a really, really difficult job because they have to be experts in everything. And a lot of work has gone on behind the scenes in making sure that all of your teachers know what they're teaching so then they can focus on you, on the children, to make sure they know what you've got to do next to improve and then you know what you've got to do and then you can get on with it. So I think the curricular development at Lee Forest has been the do you think the new normal will look like for schools in September? I thought these questions were getting easier. Is there such a thing as normal? Teachers have really found they're remarkable this term and have had to adapt to teaching virtually. They've done a phenomenal job and their skills, IT skills, technology skills, have really, really developed. I'm sure every teacher would agree with me that you cannot replace seeing everyone in a room looking around and seeing what you do and don't understand and then changing what you're doing, changing that teaching. This is why I'm sure, I am 100% sure that you'll never replace teachers. You'll never replace face-to-face -face teaching. I'm sure we'll adapt to a new normal, perhaps with a mixture of virtual face-to-face -face learning in September. But I know we want everyone back in school. As the building has lost its soul at the moment, we all need the buzz of being together and I really hope we are all back together again in school in September, making that progress and enjoying learning together. What has been your favourite job and why? Easy ones to end with, I hope. This is quite easy, really. My favourite job has been when I was head of lower school and then a, um, my final job as head teacher. I just love going into school and not knowing what is going to happen. That's what I love about teaching. You're going into a classroom, you never know if the lesson's going to go well, people are going to really understand it, get on with it. But it's that challenge. What's going to happen today? What am I going to be faced with today? I would so hate going into a job where I've got to do the same thing in my, at my desk day after day after day. I just love the buzz, the excitement. And so those two roles really gave me that challenge and the ability to think on my feet, to keep my brain alive. If you could do any other job, what would it be? My dream job? Right. At the moment, I think the best job to be, I've got no skills in it whatsoever, will be for a, be a barber or a hairdresser because so many people are going to want to have their hair cut shortly. It's going to make me a fortune. But putting that aside, I haven't got much experience really, so I don't think I'd be very good, is I would want to work in the travel industry. I love going abroad. I love going on holiday, going somewhere new. I've been to Japan, to China. I love getting away and doing something different, soaking up different cultures. So I would love to work as cabin crew for Emirates so I could get some cheap flights somewhere. I would love to work in a big posh hotel somewhere so again i could get around see the world and do it all at a bargain price or get the best value deals i could find so i would love my ideal job if i could come back as anything would be to work as a flight attendant it's been fantastic chatting with you today tim thanks again for taking time out to join us
Thanks, Mr. White. Thank you for that. I've really, really enjoyed that. I hope it's given you a bit of an insight into the role of governors and a little bit of an insight into what we're looking for in school. So next time you see us around, you'll be able to talk to us about your learning, you'll be able to talk to us about how you feel safe, and you'll know what we're looking for. So give us a wave next time you see us, and I hope to see you soon. Have a lovely summer break, and we will be together again in September. Fingers crossed. Take care. Bye. If you have any of your own questions to ask Mr. Bassett, remember to send them in via Google Classroom, Class Dojo, in the comments section, or ask him next time he's in school. Now it's the part of the show where we find our fun fact of the day. Again, we want you to get involved at home by sending us your fun facts. We'll then choose the best one and use it on the next episode. Fact of the day. This week's fact is another did you know, however it's geography themed. Did you know that Hawaii moves 7.5 centimetres closer to Alaska every year? This is because the Earth's crust is split into gigantic pieces called tectonic plates. These plates are in constant motion, propelled by currents in the Earth's upper mantle. Hot, less dense rock rises before cooling and sinking, giving rise to circular convection currents which act like giant conveyor belts, slowly shifting the tectonic plates above them. Hawaii sits in the middle of the Pacific Plate, which is slowly drifting northwest towards the North American Plate, back to Alaska. The plate's pace is comparable to the speed at which our fingernails grow. Remember, we want you to get involved at home too. So send in your amazing facts through Google Classroom, Class Dojo, or even the comments section too. We are now joined by Mrs. Morsley, who will bring us another MFL Masterclass. MFL Masterclass. Hola a todos y bienvenido a Español con Señora Mosley. Hi everyone and welcome to Spanish with Mrs Mosley. This week we're going to focus on Las Días de la Semana. Las Días de la Semana. Does anybody know what that means? Las Días de la Semana. Las Días de la Semana are the days of the week. And we're going to start off with the question. And the question is, ¿Qué día es hoy? ¿Qué día es hoy? What do you think I could be asking? ¿Qué día es hoy? ¿Qué día es hoy? The question means, what day is it today? And as always, we're going to take the question and use part of the question to form our response. So the question, ¿Qué día es hoy? We're going to use hoy es, which means today is, to form our response. So in order to form our response, we first of all need to know the days of the week. So listen carefully, I'm going to talk you through all seven of them. So as I say them, try and pronounce them after me. So Monday is lunes, lunes. Have a go, see if you can repeat it. Lunes. Tuesday, martes, martes. Have a go. Martes. Wednesday, miércoles. So four syllables. Miércoles, miércoles. Have a go. Miércoles. Thursday. Jueves. Make sure you get that j sound. Jueves. Jueves. Friday. Viernes. It's spelt with a V, but we pronounce it with a B. Viernes. Viernes. Saturday. Sábado. 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 And finally, Sunday. Domingo. Domingo. So just to recap then, we've got lunes, martes, miércoles, jueves, 
viernes, sábado, domingo. And if any of you speak French, you'll realise that most of these days of the week, the names are quite similar to French. So I'm going to teach you now a little song to help you to remember the days of the week. Now, for those of you that know me quite well, you'll know that I am by no means a fantastic singer. So you're going to have to excuse the singing voice and just bear with me. So we're going to sing the days of the week to the tune of the Can Can. And it goes a little something like this. Lunes, martes, miércoles, jueves, viernes, sábado, domingo. Lunes, martes, miércoles, jueves, viernes, sábado, domingo. And that is an example of Mrs. Morsley being unusually bright because I don't usually sing. In fact, if you were to see me now, my face, mi cara, es muy roja. My face is very red now. The days of the week are linked to the planets and the moon. So listen carefully and I'll explain further. Lunes is linked to la luna, which is the moon in Spanish. Martes comes from Marte, which is the planet Mars. Miércoles is derived from Mercurio. Have a think, what planet could that be? Think of it, does it sound similar to a word you know for a planet in English? Mercurio. So if you thought of Mercury, well done. Jueves comes from Jupiter, which is Jupiter. Viernes comes from Venus, which is Venus. Sabado, Saturno, which is the planet Saturn. But there's also a common belief that Sabado is taken from the Hebrew word for Sabbath, which is the day of rest. Sabado, Sabbath. And Domingo, people sometimes say Domingo is for the sun, el sol, but it's widely believed that the word Domingo was given to Sunday because it's derived from the Latin word, which means the Lord's Day, which is traditionally a day of rest again. And that concludes our Spanish for this week. Thank you for listening. And I will speak to you again soon. Hasta pronto. It's now the part of the show where we bring you the article of the week. Article of the week. This week's article is Article 23. A child with a disability has the right to live a full and decent life with dignity and as far as possible independence, play an active part in their community. A disability is defined as a physical or mental impairment that has a substantial and long-term negative effect on your ability to do daily activities. This lesson explores the fact that governments must do all they can to support disabled children and their families to ensure that children are supported, included, listened to and involved in decisions about their education. In the slides provided by your teachers, Jerry from UNICEF discusses this article further. More information and resources on this topic can be found on the UNICEF website www.unicef.org.uk or by searching for UNICEF Article of the Week on your web browser. And now it's time for Votes for Schools. Votes for Schools. Votes for Schools. This week's Votes for Schools topic is Do Causes Need Celebrities' Help to Be Successful? In this lesson, pupils will be thinking about causes and the role of celebrities in promoting them with the question, Do Causes Need Celebrities' Help to Be Successful? This comes after Marcus Rashford's recent victory with free school meal vouchers. His campaign raised more than £20 million before the government changed their policies and agreed to help families that needed food over the summer holidays. 
In the lessons provided by your teachers on the virtual classroom, you will compare the school meal vouchers example to the likes of Greta Thunberg and Captain Tom, who we talked about in an earlier podcast, in order to decide whether the benefits of having a star-studded support system outweigh the potential pitfalls. Hi Year 6, Mrs Newbold here. Be lovely to see you all at the barbecue on Tuesday. Any of you who are still at home, the children in school can't wait to see you all. We've been talking about it all week. It'd be lovely for us all to just get together and have a catch up, take some photos and get all our contacts before we go to big school. Hope to see you all there. Bye. Hi everyone, it's Mrs Wood. As we find ourselves already at the end of the school year, I wanted to speak on behalf of the Year 6 team and wish our wonderful Year 6 pupils good luck as they enter the next phase of their education. The end of year celebrations have not gone to plan and it's been a long time since we've seen some of our children's faces. However, we will miss teaching every single one of you and we know that you're going to show your secondary schools just how remarkable pupils from Lee Forest are. You've been a pleasure to teach this year and we wish you every success in the future. Come and visit us anytime. Goodbye and good luck again, Year 6. That's it for this week's episode. We hope that you really enjoyed it and continue to pass on the pod to your friends and family to get as many people listening as possible. Remember that the podcast is available on Spotify, Google Podcasts and Apple Podcasts. After nine episodes, we've reached the end of the first season of LFP. We hope that you've enjoyed our first foray into the world of podcasting and join us in a new academic year for season two. We'll be in a shiny new recording studio. Have a great summer.